As we approach the new crop corn harvest, stored corn supply from last year gets tighter and farmers may be holding on to it until they see the right price. This is the environment that ethanol producers are navigating through as they work to keep their plants stocked with corn. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Howard Bopart is the grain merchandiser with Marquis Energy. He's based out of Nasita, but the Marquis footprint reaches as far north as Barron County and as far south as Sauk County. His job is to make sure that the ethanol plant has enough corn. He tells me that demand is strong for not just ethanol, but the byproducts that come along with it, like corn oil and dried distiller's grains. But battling market volatility is challenging. He tells me what's influencing corn prices today. A lot of things that are affecting corn prices today, um, you know, the, the, the usual factors, um, weather, you know, primarily um, you know, this year we've had extremely um, dry early season. You know, and so there's a lot of corn, a lot of corn that was definitely damaged on, on its um, potential early on. Um, we've gotten some rains more recently, but that causes a lot of hesitation on the farmer to sell because he thinks that, you know, the price should be higher because his crop is um, is, is not, not as good. Um, a lot of that is we look back to how it was last year. And last year, you know, Wisconsin had, had a, an exceptional crop. Um, as a corn buyer here, that we live off of last year's crop. So there is the corn out there, but the prices have been dropping. You know, now we're in that uh, 560 to 570 range. You know, we were a uh, dollar higher. We're, we're um, I think the, the highest we were here, our closing bid was um, it, towards the end of June, June 22nd, and we were like uh, 683. You know, so things were quite a bit higher. And uh, now that they're lower, there's a little bit of disbelief on and why they're they're a dollar lower than than our highs. But as we go to harvest, prices are lower because the new supply comes on. You feel good about the corn that's in storage and the availability of corn, but is there ever a window where you guys get short or have to lower your production capacity because maybe you've used up all the supply and you're just waiting for that new crop? We never have uh, slowed our production of ethanol here. Um, because of shortage of corn, we always just have to pay more for that corn. And so that's what the, the basis does in the market, um, the basis, you know, the price difference between the futures and, and the cash. And, and we just have to keep our levels high to make sure that the corn, amount of corn, the right amount of corn that we need comes here to the plant. And if it has to come from far distances, that's what that, that extra high value that we pay does, just makes the draw uh, from further away uh, more attractive. How do you feel about the crop that's in the ground now? Does condition make you nervous as a corn buyer when it comes to like, is it going to be a short crop this year? How does quality yeah. look, et cetera? So there is definitely concerns uh, with next year's crop. Wisconsin as a whole, you know, this last week we came out, uh, USDA came out at 55% good to excellent rating. That is you know, definitely um, worse than last year. Locally, you know, in this area, just if you took, say, a 20-mile radius of Nasita, um, it does not look exceptionally well. I mean, it's, it's the average guess is, you know, two-thirds to three-quarters of normal. Um, we, we will have a crop. It's just that it's a much smaller crop. And, and a lot of uh, its grain elevators or producers may not fill up their grain bins because it's not what we normally would expect. As you go north, things are a little better. And then our far northern reaches are almost like a normal crop. So that's a good thing for us and for future corn supply. But still, um, as you get, say, further south, closer to this area, more central Wisconsin, as you look on the 
the drought index map, you can see the, the, the driest spots are, are pretty much like southwest Wisconsin. And so that's the areas that were hurt the most. And as people know, the, the corn crop is more affected by rain in that, um, you know, May, June, July stretch where, where soybeans are better, you know, they're, they're, they're more suited for an August uh, weather event. So, so most of the damage has been done to the corn crop, and we do have some concerns, you know, for next year's supply. It won't be as good as last year. Well, now I want to shift the conversation to ethanol demand. So we think of summer as road trip season, people filling up their fuel tanks with E15, which was approved for summer use. How has it looked on your end of things? Yes, demand, I mean, demand's been um, pretty static and, and it's been good. Um, one thing that we look at, or uh, I, I do personally, is the that spread difference between um, ethanol price and, and unleaded gasoline price. That spread today is exceptionally wide. It's it's really like, uh, today it's like seventy cents ethanol is seventy cents cheaper than unleaded gasoline. Uh, that's good for the ethanol industry and good for for ethanol demand because that that promotes more um, discretionary blending. It promotes it makes the uh, the price of like unleaded eighty eight, which is fifteen percent ethanol, uh, more reasonable. It's a good thing um, because it, it allows the producer to get a a, a cleaner fuel, uh, higher octane and at a cheaper value. So it's a really win all around. And then the best part about it too for, for us and in Wisconsin agriculture is that it's a locally grown product. I don't want to think about the weather getting colder, but as we get into the fall yeah. and, and the colder months, what's your ethanol demand outlook or projections? Yeah, so to me, typically you're right with the, the summer driving season, you know, we do see more demand for overall gasoline consumption. It does decline to some degree. And so with that, you know, margins in ethanol business usually decline as well. But to make up some of that degree, uh, the, the the new crop price is lower as well. So um, markets have a way of balancing things out. The concerns would just like more regionally would be like Wisconsin has to pay more for because our, our crop is, is in poor condition. Um, we'll have to pull crops from further away, which raises our cost. So it may not be as a good margin environment next year as, as this year, but things move forward. And, and we will, uh, I say we're not going to slow down production for any uh, any means. We, traditionally, we have not. Um, the only time we have, notably, was, of course, COVID when uh, driving was extremely, you know, extremely impacted. And, and so was gasoline demand. Howard, are you seeing any new ethanol demand avenues opening up? For example, ethanol for aviation fuel. Are those conversations happening? So, yeah, it's called SAF, Sustainable Airline Fuel. And um, that is a, um, a huge opportunity because, as you know, ethanol is it's made from plants and, and corn, notably. But um, it's not a direct use from what we're producing, from what airline airliner can use. Uh, there is a, it's a different process, but it is a biofuel. Notably, it could be stuff that, uh, you know, base material that reclaimed. But uh, there are a lot, of, a lot of avenues being looked into as far as producing SAF. A lot of proposals. So that is an exciting thing that could happen down the road. Like I say, there's a lot of a lot of real needs for development of that market. SAF is, is quite a bit more expensive, of course, to produce than uh, traditional jet fuel. So there's got to be a lot of um, innovation that has to happen yet to, to make that to real fruition. And now I want to talk about the byproducts of ethanol. So carbon dioxide, dried distillers grains, corn oil, how have markets looked 
for those byproducts? It's been, it's been good. So there's an increased use of biodiesel. One of our byproducts that we produce, not just ethanol, but we also produce corn oil and DDGs. The corn oil market has been very strong over the last two, three years, notably because of the increased use of biodiesel. So that demand continues as, as people and, and industries go more green. That demand has been strong and has helped the bottom line for, for ethanol plants. You know, we want to look at ourselves as more a corn processor, not just ethanol producer, because that's sort of the direction that things uh, are headed. That's been a really good avenue for, for the ethanol industry and for us. I want to also mention about the um, one of the things our avenues is the Canadian market, which uh, Canada is now the largest uh, importer of uh, U.S. ethanol. And um, our plant, and in particular, we do produce um, Canadian-grade uh, ethanol that gets exported. So um, this is another uh, demand side that we're we're looking at and, and doing um, to pro- promote you know continued growth here. Do we have excess ethanol here in the states where we are looking for more ethanol export opportunities? We do, without a doubt. And so that's um, there's always uh, there's there's a much higher potential for for um, for exports around the globe because of the increased demand for green fuels which, um, you know, we, we export to Europe, Canada, like I mentioned, um, all over the world. But, um, but in the United States, we're, we're about a 10% blend rate, uh, but, you know, worldwide, it's about a 2%. So there's a lot of potential in, in countries that want to increase uh, their, their usage of ethanol, notably like Great Britain, India, even, even places uh, like Japan is uh, another market other than just your, your traditional European market. So nice. um, there's a lot of interest globally for more ethanol because it is clean and it's renewable. So that's a, it's a big, big bonus. Do you guys do the dry distillers grains? It's our traditional byproduct for cattle feed. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's shipped all over the world as well. Um, what we, um, you know, the, the, the ethanol plants in Wisconsin produce more than enough dry distillers for the livestock industry here. And so that surplus is shipped overseas for livestock around the world. Cattle liquidation happening as milk prices fall. We're seeing dairy cattle enter that beef chain. Does that reduce the need for animal feed here in the States where you're looking for more avenues to send those DDGs overseas? And, and, and the reduction in cattle haven't been, hasn't really been that notable. So, and, and then with, with drought, actually, there's a little bit more demand because of, of lack of, of uh, grass or, or grazing. Uh, they do have to do feed do to feed cattle more. So there's a lot of factors that make the demand for for DDGs. But there's always the demand overseas is is our is definitely our biggest market for dry distillers, and it probably will continue to be. Howard, will you be sending your DDGs through the new Port of Milwaukee um, DeLong export facility? Um, that is very possible. Um, that's that definitely opens a new market for us. But uh, daily, what, it, it, we, what we look at, of course, is what is the best market to get the value back to us for, for where, where it can go. And currently, like, um, you know, this, this, we are shipping distillers to, um, to the river, Mississippi River in La Crosse, uh, which goes down to New Orleans. Um, but there is possibility, um, especially in the winter months, because when the Mississippi River does cl- uh, close, then there, we do move most of our distillers go south, either by rail 
to Chicago where they transloaded in containers or to barge. We do have a barge loading facility at our, our headquarters in Hennepin, Illinois, where we do have, we have shipped distillers from here to that uh, the barge loading. The Port of Milwaukee is definitely a good option because it is closer. But again, that's it's different. It's a, that's a total different market. Most of the distillers there that would leave would primarily go to Europe, where currently most of the demand for dry distillers is Southeast Asia. Howard Bopart along with us, the grain merchandiser with Marquis Energy based out of Nacito, Wisconsin. He's navigating corn prices today to make sure the plant has enough corn to meet ethanol demand. As he said, he's not as excited about the new crop corn coming this fall because he's sure that the quantity won't come close to last year. Meanwhile, ethanol demand stays strong and so does demand for its byproducts, such as corn oil and dried distiller's grains. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.